The following podcast is intended only for adults. We will be covering subject matter not appropriate for children. Please use discretion when listening. Welcome back to Vanilla with a Side of Kink, uh, the story of our journey into the kinky world. And my name is Dan, and I'm with my lovely wife, Renee. And tonight, we're going to continue with my origin story. Where did we leave off with your origin story? Well, I had gone the three weeks, and now I had, had reactivated an account. And So I, you activated an account on FetLife, closed it after two weeks... Three weeks went by, and you reactivated your account or a account on FetLife. Right. Okay. Um, you know, I think my friend had continued to urge me to find events, and I had no way to do that other than right. through FetLife at the time. Um, and so, and I, and I was still interested about that Shabari event that I didn't go to the first time. Um, so I, I read the write up on it. I found the event. I saw what it was going to be, and I decided to contact the host of the event. And I still have the email that I sent to him at that time. And it was, it was, hello, I'm new. I've been learning about bondage on my own. I thought I might branch out and see what your group meeting is on Thursday night. I have read uh, the write-up on the website. And that sounds like a great place to learn. Although, admittedly, I'm a bit hesitant. Um, you know, I have my own rope. I have 7 16th quarter inch, various lengths. Do you have a recommendation or just bring what I have? Um, I don't have anyone to tie. What should I do? Uh, is there anything else on the, that isn't on the website that I should be aware of? And thank you in advance for your time and your consideration. And I signed it, encouraging daddy. I didn't know what to do. I was like, I don't know how to sign this. So I'm like, <laughs> sign it, encouraging daddy. And um, by now, I'm I'm like, I'm committed. Like, right. I've, I've reached out. I've contacted someone in the kinky world now. It's like, okay. And I kind of hoped that he wouldn't respond. I like, like it would, but he did. And he responded with a kind and thorough response. I was really appreciative of it. You know, he let me know the class was, it wasn't a formal class. It was an open practice. There wouldn't be instruction per se. It was just really a gathering. He told me I could watch and I could learn. And most importantly, make connections with other people. Because that's really probably the most important thing about these kind of events is making connections, especially if you're looking for someone to partner with. I didn't have a, a, a partner to do anything with, so I needed to find someone to have that happen, especially if I wanted to tie. So he also mentioned that he would have rope for sale if I wanted to buy rope. He needed... Um, he needed to let me know about the cost for the event. He let me know that there were stacks available. And he gave me his alias on the Kinky website. So it wasn't like he signed his name, his given name. It was the name that he goes by in the community. Okay. So just like today, my my alias that I go by on FetLife is Cernati Dan. He gave me his alias. So I still have no idea who this person is. You know, it isn't like, you know, here's here's my name, address, and phone number. Here's my email. You know, I did have an email because it was given on the website, but that was all I had. Mm -hmm. So, ironically, when he replied back to me, he didn't call me encouraging daddy. He didn't say, dear encouraging daddy. You know, it was like, he called me Ed. 
ed okay. um, as a short for encouraging daddy. <laughs> and so because I didn't have know what I was going to call myself when I went to the event, uh, I think that's where I came up with the idea of calling myself Ed when I showed up there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it all seems so real right now. The, the, the whole, the whole process. It seems surreal or so real surreal okay. as I am revisiting this now, eight years later. Okay. Um, I was so naive. I had no idea what I was stepping into and I definitely didn't know what I didn't know or how much my life was about to change. And so I replied that I was excited to attend and to meet him and thanked him for the information. And now I was committed. Now I had said, I'm going to be there. And I, I don't know how quickly, but I probably instantaneously messaged my friend on the East coast to let her know that I was going to this event. I had made that decision. Uh, and so it was still a couple days away before the event was going to happen. And the time of course went by really fast, but as I'm, as I'm going through this, all of a sudden, all the questions come to my mind that I didn't ask in the email. <laughs> um, things like, what do I wear? Good question. That, you, you might think that's a fairly obvious, you know, well, you go, I, I'm stepping into a whole different world. Yeah. That I have absolutely no idea. What does someone who, on FetLife has identified as a dominant wear to a kink event. Should I wear dress shoes and slacks and a dress shirt? Right. Are, are, are jeans okay? <laughs> I, I, I had no idea. I was totally in the dark. I did wear dress shoes and, and dress slacks and a nice shirt as I went to the event because I didn't know. I'd re- I felt it was better to be overdressed than underdressed. Yeah, I agreed. So... He did say that it was okay in the email. He said it was okay to watch. Um, but I wasn't sure what that, you know, watching. I didn't want to be creepy. Right. <laughs> it wasn't my, my intention to go and be creepy, but I did want to learn. Um, I, I, you know, I worried about how I was going to introduce myself. And I think that's where I came up with saying I was Ed because he had called me Ed in the email. And so I, you walk into this event and introduce yourself as Ed. As Ed. I said, hi, my name is Ed. And how much time transpired before you forgot what your pseudo name was and reverted back to Dan? Less than 30 minutes. Okay. Less than 30 minutes. I'm never going to go by Ed. Ed is never going to work for me. It's just not going to happen. I'm Dan, and I've always gone by Dan. This happens all the time in the community with when we, we see a lot of new people because of the nature of our classes, and people will come in and they will make up a name because they don't want to use their real name, which is fine. But then 20 minutes later, they literally have forgotten the made-up name that they gave us. It's kind of funny. It is, but from a privacy standpoint, we want to try to honor that, whatever oh, they tell absolutely. us. Oh, absolutely. But we also want to make a point of if you have a very common name like Dan or John – or Tom, or Mary, or Susan, or Jane, the, you, you might not need to worry so much about changing your name. If you have a really unusual name that maybe very few people have, that's when it's more important. And it's not like you're giving your last name either. Right. You know. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. No, no, no. That's okay. Um, so, you know, the question of I'm a dominant, so how do I act? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is there something I'm supposed to do? Is there like a dominant handshake? Is there, you know, <laughs> um, you know isn't it the dominant that does the ties? You know, it, you know, w- bigger question. Would there be nudity? Would I be okay. seeing someone naked 
or in some level of nakedness. Um, you know, what was this host like? What was this event like? There were, I, I had no idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm like totally going into this blind. You know, in my mind, this um, this host was in, this is my vision of what I expected. Just because th- this is, you know, I expected him to be about six foot six, wearing a leather jacket, <laughs> having you know whatever, you know, just just being very the, the image of, that is portrayed uh, by Hollywood in a lot of cases of this. Um, I didn't know if he would be older. I didn't know if he was young. I didn't know. Okay, so we're Anything. on pins and needles. What was he? Ugh. So you walk into this event, and then what? Well, all the cliches about cliches that I had didn't matter. They were all they were all false. So when I get there, it's a small gathering of people, and he's about thirty two, thirty three years old. Um, What's a small gathering? How many people? About seven, six or seven people. Oh, okay, it wasn't small. wasn't a big group of people. Okay. Um, but the cool part is, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't uncomfortable. It wasn't weird. But as I went there, um, the event was at a, um, was at a adult, uh, bookstore. Okay. Uh, an adult store. An adult store. Okay. Um, and I really never been to an adult store before in my life. What? Yeah. I had never been to it. So this is oh, going to be another first for me to step inside of an adult store. Goodness. Okay. Uh, yeah. Remember my conservative upbringing? Yeah, so, but never? All right. Yeah, never. Um, but I made my choices, you know. So I show up. I drive down to the store, and I, I'm wearing my polo shirt with my slacks and my dress shoes. And just in case, you know, <laughs> uh, better to be overdressed. Uh, spoiler alert, I was way overdressed. Um <laughs> So I gathered up my store-bought rope and made my way out of my car towards the the, the store. It was about a 10-mile drive from my house. And uh, I arrived a little bit early so that I would not be late. <laughs> Which <laughs> it's usually R- Renee laughs because that's my modus operandi anyway. Yeah. And my heart was beating. I just all the excitement. So as I, I get out of my car and I move towards the event, I I get to the front door and it was nothing like I expected. All of the things I had heard or been told about the seediness of of adult books adult stores and, uh, and maybe some of these are true. Maybe yeah. you know this store was not. This was like walking into a department store for a regular retail organization. I mean it was clean, it was well lit, it was all the things there were, also there were all sorts of garments on the wall. There were there were all sorts of other toys. There were things you could eat. There were things you could smell. <laughs> there were boots. There were implements. There were, of course, there were videos. There were all sorts of uh, things for sexual pleasure in one area of the store. But the main area of the store was very wide open and very welcoming. And I was just surprised. It totally blew my mind about what mm-hmm. what my expectation was about this, uh, in a good way. So that was kind of like, okay, I don't feel like I I got slimed for lack of a better term. <laughs> and it just that's my upbringing. That's what my upbringing had taught me. I'm sure me. a lot of people have the same expectations that you you did. The the person who was at the front cash register area, granny, 
greeted me with a smile, looked at me, and like, and you know, how could they help me? But it was just like walking into a regular department store. And so I said I was there for the rope event. And they said, oh, great. That event's over there up the stairs. It's on the second floor. And I'm like, okay, great. Thank you. And I walk over and I start walking up the stairs. And so the downstairs is a nice retail area, but the upstairs is really more storage. And it was, I don't know what it was originally created for, but the stairs are leopard print. (laughs) Okay. The stairs are covered as leopard print carpet. Okay. And so... You get upstairs and it's this wall. It's 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 lined like partial the partial walls. It's not fully walled off. It's more like a mezzanine, like a loft, a loft area. But it's got walls up, so you can't see what's going on up there. And as I get up to the top of the stairs, you can you know kind of it, it feel the 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 lighting is there, the people are there, but it's like you entered into this room out of the seventies. <laughs> It just felt weird. The carpeting was that leopard skin carpet. the The chairs there, there was a chair made out of uh, like a like a high heeled shoe covered in cloth. <laughs> there the the little cubies on the wall for seating. It was not what it wasn't like any kind of conference room or any kind of meeting room I'd ever been in before. But it was ideal for what they were doing. It was, you know, there was, it was an enclosed space. People couldn't see in or out and people were there tying. So I get there and I get to the top of the stairs and I meet this gentleman who's the host of the event. And he comes over and I introduce myself as Ed. And again, that lasted about 30 minutes. And that was (laughs) it. And he is very gracious, very kind uh, very warm and welcoming. And he he asked me if I need anything. He shows me where the snacks are. And he says, you know, you're welcome to sit over there and watch. And, and you can ask any questions when we're done. So he made it clear that asking questions while they were doing things was not when to do it, mm-hmm. to wait until they were done. And there were, at the, I remember there were, there were two guys that were doing the tying. And there were three women that were there. And they were all being tied. Now, that just was that event. Um, and there was another person that was there that was also watching. I don't even remember much about that person, but both of the tops, both of the people doing the tying were very kind. And, um, the, the bottoms, the women that were being tied were also very kind. They were topless. They did have undergarments on their bottoms. They had pasties on to cover their nipples, but they were very, very warm and friendly, very welcoming. Uh, it was it was a very different event than what I had expected. I don't know what exactly I expected. Right. You, know, you, yeah. you think about you're walking in. <clears throat> this is a kinky event. It's all about sex. Just read the Merriam-Webster definition. It's about sex. Well, it wasn't. It was about people coming together and spending time, an intimate time, <clears throat> certainly a connective time and a communicative time doing something that was amazing. And I can just remember sitting there and realizing I want to learn how to do that. (laughs) It was all the things it was, it was touching someone in a caressing, caring manner. It looked very caring is the right way. Just like it was taking the, the top was taking care of this person, placing them into this pose 
with the rope and the rope was holding them and they the bottoms described the the feeling as like a hug and i'm like oh, that sounds so awesome <laughs> you know? and to watch the intricacies of the ties and how they moved the rope and the response the bottoms were giving to their ties it was it was phenomenal like something you had never seen before never i had never seen anything like that before i'd seen pictures right but not the actual application of the tie of the rope going on and more importantly the rope coming off and just what happened and and the time after the rope came off what happened you're thinking oh when the rope comes off they're gonna have sex. nope not at all just you know (laughs) maybe maybe they cuddled maybe the the bottom just laid there on the mat as they you know came back to being able to 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 be a regular person present 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 in the room but one of the tops really took a moment during one of the breaks to come over and sit down and talk with me. And I really appreciated this individual. We're we're still we're still friends today from a, from a in the community. We see each other. We both um are you know, we're friends. You know, I don't I don't see him very often, but I do see him. And he gave me all sorts of different thoughts. He told me different events I should go to. He said I should meet certain people. He talked about the the kinky community uh, group that we have that uh, offered all those classes that we mm. talked about in some of our earlier episodes. He told me about them, said I should definitely connect with them and engage with that. And so that night, my whole, my whole world was turned upside down and in a good way, mm-hmm. in a good way. So uh, the, the night ended relatively uneventfully it was you know it wasn't like there was this big shebang or a big group hug at the end or anything like that it was just they were done we were done it was time to go <laughs> and out the door we went <laughs> and that was my first event and i i didn't feel it, it i felt weird going in i felt fine going out yeah it, it just it was not anything that these were normal people yeah these are, these are very normal people who were kinky, but they they had jobs to go to the next day. Right, right. <laughs> it wasn't like they were, oh, yeah, this is all we do, right. you know. And I enjoyed getting to know some of the bottoms uh, and finding time to learn more about rope. I learned about the different, more different communities that were out there, and I started to learn about rope as much as I could. Uh, as much as was available at the time and started taking some beginner classes. I would go um, up to LA if I could, if I saw an event was happening up to orange County. Uh, But it wasn't long after that, that I met my wife. Now I met my, at that point in time, my future wife, let's put it that way. (laughs) And we started to do things together uh, well, but even when I came into your world, you you had at least two people that you were tying regularly. So, as with as 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 is usual with you, you were a quick study. <laughs> so you might have been to your first event <clears throat> two months before we met, but you with with that person's encouragement and and direction on where to go and what events and what people to meet, you did all that. You have no, Dan has no um, social anxiety. No, no, he's not, not a, not at all an introvert. He has no problem going to events where he knows nobody. And 
by the end of the event, he knows everybody. So you did that and you met a lot of people. I bet your friend feed grew very quickly on FET. It did. It did. It grew very, very quickly. And I met people who truly were dominance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I met people who are, were, were walking, talking examples of what uh, a real life dominant might be, both male and female. And um, all of this was was before our first date, mm-hmm. which we described when you were kind of and and the time period around that time period when you were trying to play a role of what you thought a dominant should be. Mm-hmm. So you had met all of these dominants who now, in retrospect, we know were living the lifestyle twenty four seven. All of them, all of the people that were influential in the beginning, which was part of the confusion because. Mm-hmm. You know, here then you're trying to kind of put on that mantle for uh, a few hours, and it, it's just it made things much more confusing. It was definitely confusing, yeah, but certainly intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that I wanted to engage in, something I wanted to learn and be part of. So I continued um, with from there going to. Um, as many different events as I could find. It didn't really matter what the event was about, whether it was rope or not. I went right. to impact events. I went to events on how to negotiate things, which is kind of how I developed some of my negotiation form that we talked about for our right. first scene. I went to what we call, there was a basics class. There were all sorts of things that were designed to help people like myself who were new to learn. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got to where we were doing our thing, I'd been what, two months in? Two months in. Woo-hoo! So you'd been to, you know, probably six classes because they had they had three or four classes a month. And and as, a, as we've said, the education that they offered was excellent, but there's so much to learn. <laughs> you, you could attend every single class they offered for two months and maybe have learned 10% of what you need to know. Don't know what I don't know. Right. And there's a lot of things to figure out, which we're going to. Which we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about in gory, <laughs> ugly detail going forward. Well, that's Dan's origin story for now. So, more stories to come. More stories to come. That's for sure. <laughs> if you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe. If you <clears throat> would like to leave a review, we'd really be helpful. It really helps us when we get reviews. And also, please tell your friends. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate that when we get listeners. And that really comes from you guys sharing your enjoyment of what we're sharing. Thank you so much for being part of our family here at Vanilla with a Side of Kink. Till next time. Bye. Bye.